Hello everyone and welcome back to the Gunman Report. I'm your host Ellie Gunman and in today's episode we are going to be going over my reactions to the wildcard weekend games. Last week I predicted all those games. We're going to be going over my predictions and some of my thoughts of those games. And then after that we're going to be going over my new predictions for this next round, the divisional round happening this weekend. So we have a bunch of games to go over so let's get right into the episode. So starting off with my reactions to the wild card weekend games, starting off with the Ravens versus the Titans, and here my prediction was correct. I did predict the Ravens to win, and even more so, I had predicted that the way that the Ravens were going to win is that they were they had to stuff the run and hold uh, Derrick Henry to under 100 rushing yards, and they did exactly that. Henry only had 40 rushing yards with an average of 2.2 a carry, which is his... Uh, worst rushing performance of the entire season. So they definitely, definitely balled him up um, uh, running-wise. And even more so, um, they the Ravens only held the Titans to 13 points, which is 17 less than their regular average. So they usually average 30, but they only scored 17. They only scored 13 points. The Ravens had a phenomenal defensive um, game. Uh, this past weekend. So I think that, again, moving into the next round, I think if, that, if the Ravens can contain Josh Allen um, and hold that uh, defense um, and hold that amazing uh, Buffalo offense, who usually averages 31, so a similar scoring um, average to the Titans. So if they could play that type of similar defense, holding them to a small amount of points, then I think they have a great chance to win that game. Moving on to the next game, and this was probably the most disappointing game of the entire weekend, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Cleveland Browns. So I said this game was going to be a blowout, that prediction was correct, but uh, I didn't predict that it would be the Browns blowing out the Steelers. I had said that the Steelers were going to win comfortably against the Browns, but it was the exact opposite. Uh, the Browns totally killed them from the first play of the game to the last play of the game, outplaying them, out-hustling them. I thought it was a terrible game for Ben, and I thought that first play set the tone um, uh, of the entire game. A high snap, which um, is not un which is it's not uncommon, but it's not common. It happens a bunch in uh, games, but he just didn't uh, seem like he wanted the ball, didn't uh, try to die for a sacrifice himself, um, and yeah, so that kind of set the tone for the whole rest of the game uh, for Ben himself and for the entire team. Uh, the, the team looked unprepared, um, and especially against the run. They let Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt run all over them. Kareem Hunt had two rushing touchdowns, and both of them, he was... He should have been tackled on both of them, but he kept just pushing and pushing, and he was able to get to the goal line, and then Chubb had a 40-yard catch to kind of ice the game. Uh, they just were not able to contain them. Um, and I think that this game showed um, that I think it's time for the Steelers to kind of to move off Big Ben. I think they have to say to him, he has one year left on his contract, but I think they got to let him leave. Um, if they want to win now with all the young players that they have, all their wide receivers, uh, maybe trade for Deshaun Watson, trade for Carson Wentz. Um, I don't know. Maybe draft a quarterback, dra uh, go up in the draft. They're not going to have such a great draft pick, but they, they can't play with Big Ben. He's not explosive enough. He's not dynamic enough to win uh, in the NFL at his age. Moving on to the next game is the Bills and the Colts. Um, and so I think uh, this is a similar situation with uh, Big Ben. I thought that Philip Rivers... 
looked really, he looked okay, definitely better than Big Ben, because Philip Rivers has always kind of been dynamic, not really athletic, but um, able to stand in the pocket, take in some hits, um, and I thought he did that well against uh, this, uh, this Buffalo team, but I think this is his last year, uh, yeah. I think that he has to, I don't think that the Colts should re-sign him. I think they should go after the same players, Deshaun Watson, draft a quarterback, um, uh, maybe get Carson Wentz, uh, reunite Carson Wentz and Frank Reich. But I don't think that you can keep Philip Rivers this year. Not dynamic enough, not athletic enough, and just too old to win um, this year. Because they have all the pieces, the Colts. They have the running back. Jonathan Taylor, who had a great game this past year, uh, this who had a great game this past weekend, um, I think he's going to be a top five running back in, for uh, for years to come. They have good wide receivers. Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton is pretty good. Paris Campbell. They have good tight ends. Three solid, solid tight ends of uh, great defense, um, but they need a better quarterback. Uh, but yeah, and then going on to the Buffalo side, Josh Allen played really well. Um, I surprised the game was that close, but. Um, they had some players that were shaken up. They didn't uh, practice uh, for that week. Uh, but yeah, good win for the Bills. And I think that next their, the game next week against the Ravens is going to be a fantastic game. Uh, moving on to now the Tampa Bay Bears, uh, Tampa Bay, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. Just before we go over anything concerning Tampa Bay, Taylor Heineke, who is this his first NFL, his second NFL start, his first NFL playoff game, is an absolute, he's an absolute, like, Baller, I guess. He, yeah, he's a baller. A player, someone that has never started a playoff game, to come out like that against the GOAT, against Tom Brady, against a top five defense in the NFL, and make it a close game, put in all that effort. It was the, I think if Taylor Heineke had played a, um, on the Pittsburgh Steelers, they would have 100% won that game. Because he just put in more effort, looked better than Ben, um, throwing the ball, and of course, rushing the ball. He had that amazing touchdown in the... Um, to dive into the end zone. Uh, I thought it was a great effort by him and the entire team. I thought they put it all out there. And I think that's what coaches and players like to see. I don't I don't think, of course, they're disappointed they lost, but I think that they were happy, not happy with the result, of course, but happy with the amount of effort they put in. And I think that was important um, as in a competitive league and the setting. Uh, so yeah, the Tampa Bay... And Tom Brady just way too good. That offense is really, really good. Heating up Tom Brady and Antonio Brown. Great friends in real life and a great dynamic um, team uh, and partnership in uh, the league as well. So, Tampa Bay moving on to the next round. Then, the Bears versus Saints. And I knew the Saints were going to um, win this game and be a blot. We don't have to talk about this game so much. The only thing is that the Bears have to get rid of Mitchell Trubisky. They could win some games. They could win a playoff game. But they cannot win a Super Bowl with him. They're wasting a lot of the talent they have in that team. David Montgomery. Al Robinson's probably going to leave if they don't get a quarterback. Keel Mack. Uh, Akeem Hicks, all those, uh, Eddie Jackson, all those great defensive players, they're wasting him. They need to get a real quarterback. Um, but I am a little concerned that the Saints, they only scored 21 points against the Bears defense. They do have a good defense, but not as good as, um, it's not as good as people seem to think it is. I'm surprised they only scored 21. I think that's going to be a problem in the next round with Drew Brees, uh, with Drew Brees' um, inability to throw the ball. But, yeah, blow out, nothing more to say. Now to the last game, and the Hawks versus the Rams. And this is kind of a similar situation with the Pittsburgh. I thought the, uh, the Seahawks, they looked totally unprepared and, I, and frazzled. Kind of like a fr I, I was thinking, afraid of the Rams. Russell Wilson played like a below-average quarterback. Again, I think Taylor Heineke played better. I think that if Taylor Heineke plays in this game, I think that the Seahawks uh, win. Uh, but yeah, it was a total, total... Um, uh, 
blowout, but just a terrible performance by Russell Wilson and the entire Seahawks. I thought DK Metcalf, who gets a lot of hate for getting locked up by Jalen Ramsey, but there hasn't been a wide receiver that hasn't got locked up by Jalen Ramsey. He scored two, DK uh, Metcalf scored two touchdowns. He was really the only offensive weapon that entire game. Um, and if and so if the Rams defense can continue to play like this, balling up quarterbacks like they did Russell Wilson, I think they're going to be going uh, far in the playoffs. So that was all the wild card uh, games. Those were all my reactions. Now moving on to my predictions for the games this weekend, the four games that are going on. Starting off with the Los Angeles Rams versus the Packers. So again, uh, going back to the game I just talked about, the Rams, they have a great defensive game and holding the Seahawks to only 20 points which is eight less than their average. Um, they're able to hold Russell Wilson to 174 passing yards, which is 70 less than their average. So they bottled up that entire offense, uh, the run, Russell Wilson, uh, Tyler Lockett. Um, DK Metcalf did have a good game, but um, they kind of bottled up for the most part. Um, so yeah, um, so the Rams did a great job of doing that, and they have a great, great defense. Uh, Green Bay, they score 32 points per game which is first in the league, and Aaron Rodgers throws uh, for 256 yards per game. So I think if they can do a similar thing that they did with Russell Wilson and the Seahawks, um, um, score, um, holding Aaron Rodgers to less than his average throwing, uh, less than his average yardage per game, and holding that uh, Green Bay offense to less than 32 points per game, then they have a good chance. Um, and then so on the Rams side, that's something they have to do on defense. But on offense, there's a big thing that they're able to take advantage of. Uh, Green Bay, they allow 112 rush yards per game, um, and the Rams average 130 yards per game. So I think that if they can, if they can limit um, and Rodgers in that Green Bay offense. And if they can limit Jared Goff's turnovers, he's had a big turnover problem these past few weeks. Um, and if they can run the ball with this weak off uh, this weak defense, which has been really the only problem with this entire team, um, and Rodgers in that offense has looked amazing. Ajira Alexander in that secondary um, is amazing. But the run defense is the only problem. So if the Rams can limit their turnovers, contain Aaron Rodgers with that fantastic defense they have, and run the ball um, on their weak, Green Bay front line. Um, then, of course, they could keep the ball away from Aaron Rodgers, and then that the Rams, I think, will be able to win that. Um, I think that's going to be very hard for them to do all that thing, all, all of those things. And because of that, I think that Green Bay is going to win. They're not going to. They're going to be able to score at will, even though Jalen Ramsey is so good. Devonta Adams is better, and they have Aaron Jones. They have all the weapons on that offense. They're going to be able to score a bunch. And the Rams aren't going to be able to catch up by just running the ball. They're going to have to throw the ball. And Jared Goff is struggling, especially with that broken thumb. So I think that the Packers win this game uh, uh, by a comfortable amount. Uh, moving on to the Ravens versus Bills. And so I think this is the the one of the most exciting games of the weekend. I think that the uh, this is going to be an extremely, extremely close game. Uh, so the Ravens, they won their, this past game against the Titans because they held Derrick Henry to 40 rushing yards. The way Baltimore can win this game is to run the ball down the Bills' throats. The, Bill, the Ravens average 194 rush yards per game, and the Bills allow 122 rush yards per game. So if, with that combination, the Ravens should be should easily be able to run the ball against this weak Bills defense, similar to the Packers that have a very weak run defense. So I think that if they could run the ball, and again, if they could keep the ball away from Josh Allen, with these high-scoring offices that can score in 
in two minutes, you need to be able to keep the ball away from them. So they have, of course, less time to uh, less less possession and less time to score. So if they can run the ball, may make meaning that they keep the ball away from Josh Allen. I think they'll have a great chance to win. I think that the ways the Bills win this game is on is on defense. I think that they have to stop the run, of course, but they also have to get Lamar to turn over the game. Um, the Ravens only have one turnover a game on average this year, but when, but if this is just this. You, if you win the if you win the turnover battle, then you usually win the game. If you would ask any coach, they would most they would say that to you. So I think that if, if they can get Lamar to be uncomfortable in the pocket, make some bad decisions, fumble the ball. Uh, throw some bad inter throw some interceptions. I think that they can win that game, and I do like Buffalo in this game. I think this offense is extremely hot now. You saw what Stephon Diggs did against uh, that good secondary in uh, Indianapolis, um, and I think a similar situation is going to happen um, like that in this game. I'm not really worried that Cole Beasley. Um, is injured. If he misses the game, I think that Gabriel Davis plays a big part. He had some great ca catches um, this past weekend. I think he's going to be a great, great player. Um, so I'm not really worried about Colby missing any time. I think that the Bills win this game, but it's a very, very close game, um, and the Ravens have a great chance. Moving on to the Bucks versus the Saints, and this is the third meeting between them, and in the previous two meetings in the regular season, they won both of them. The Saints won both games, but I think that this Saints, I think that this Bucks team, excuse me, um, has gotten much better and looks a little bit different, um, specifically on the offense. So in the last three regular season games, the Tampa Bay offense averages 40 points a game, and against Washington, Tom Brady threw for 381 yards to six different receivers and for two and two touchdowns. Um, there, that, as I mentioned before, that chemistry with Antonio Brown is getting better every single game, and I think that the Saints are going to have a difficult time covering all of those receivers. And um, Antonio Brown's first game with the uh, Buccaneers was on Sunday Night Football against the uh, Saints when the Buccaneers totally got blown out, and they just did not have that uh, chemistry. Tom Brady missed on a lot of throw, a lot of wide open throws to uh, Antonio Brown, um, and yeah, so I think that that's going to help them get better on offense against this great Saints Saints D. And then the problem I have with the Saints is uh, with Drew Brees. Um, that's my only concern really. Uh, so this year uh, he threw for an average of 24 yards a game and only 7.5 yards per pass, which was 14th in the league. Um, so that's not a great, the 7.5 is, of course, it's at 14th in the league, basically average, nothing special, um, and yeah, so so I'm a little concerned with Drew Brees throwing the, the ball down the field. And then along with his, his own struggle, this Tampa Bay defense is, as I mentioned, top five. They only allow 329 total yards of offense per game, and um, so yeah, it's going to be difficult for Drew Brees to be able to because of his struggle, it's going to be difficult for him to throw the ball down the field. And then it's also going to be difficult to throw down the field because of this great secondary and great pressure that this defense can get. So I think that this is going to be a close game, but I would predict the Saints win. I think Alvin Kamara, Michael Thomas, all those weapons they have on offense are going to be able to get it done. And that defense they have is really well, and they're going to be really great, and is going to be able to pressure Tom Brady um, and make him make some mistakes and make him get uncomfortable. So I have the Saints winning this game against the Buccaneers. And now moving on to the last game of uh, this weekend, and that is the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Cleveland Browns. So I think that this is going to be the closest game of the weekend. And so this probably surprised to a lot of people. 
that I've said this. Most people are, prob are predicting the Kansas City Chiefs to win, and I am too. But most people are predicting him to win in a blowout. I am not predicting a blowout at all. I predict a very close game, um, less than a touchdown win for the Chiefs. Um, and I'm going to tell you why right now. So the keys, the, the key to the Browns win is that the Chiefs, they allow 112 rush yards a game. Um, and so if they can run the ball, uh, the uh, Browns, they can, one, keep the ball away from Patrick Mahomes. And then two, they're going to be able to, um, and they'll be able to uh, run the ball and, and take away time and get extra possessions. And along with their weak rush defense, the, the Kansas City has the worst red zone defense in the NFL. They allow a touchdown on 76% of red zone of the of red zone possessions. That's last in the league. So if the Browns can get their extra possessions by uh, turning the ball over and by running the ball and keeping the ball out of Patrick Mahomes' hands, and getting into the red zone, they're most likely going to score those touchdowns, which will allow them to keep up with this high-scoring Patrick um, uh, Kansas City offense. And then I'm also not concerned, but just Patrick Mahomes in his last three games that he's played, um, so week 14, week 15, and week 16, he didn't play week 17 and out of bye this past week. So in his past three games, he has five turnovers, which uh, leads... Uh, which led the league at one point. So I think that they need to improve. Patrick Mahomes needs to improve on the on his decision making, not throwing the ball away. And again, I th and even more importantly, they need to improve on that red zone uh, defense. Um, maybe they'll be much better in the playoffs. Hopefully they are. Uh, they're my Super Bowl uh, champion pick. But yeah, they need to be able to um, lower that red zone percentage. Um, and then also, they need to also, I think, uh, speed the game up. That's what the Browns like to do. They like to slow the game down. They like to take their time, run the ball. But I think that if you get Baker Mayfield um, rushing um, and getting him out of that play action, just kind of throwing the ball, throwing the ball, throwing the ball, um, I think that he's going to have a he's going to have a big struggle again. He's going to struggle um, with that. So I think that that's the key for the Chiefs to win to get better on that offense to get better on that red zone defense, and to speed up the game so Baker Mayfield gets uncomfortable. I think that the Chiefs do get the win, but I think it's a close game by less than a touchdown. But And I think the Browns put up a really good fight, and it's a great game for Browns players and Browns fans, but I have to give the game, uh, I have to give the win to the Chiefs. So yeah, that's all of the games from this weekend. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to like the video, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Helps the channel grow so, so much. Make sure you follow me on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and follow me on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for listening, and goodbye.